Get ready. Welcome to College Talk. Uh, I hope you all are doing amazing as we head on into the holiday season. Um, I think this is a wild time of year because you get to see so much beauty um, and in people coming together, whether that's in um, form of a family, whether that is in the form of a chosen family. Um, so, you know, friends and, and loved ones from, from that aspect or... Um, you know, and I get to, you get to see so many amazing traditions, religions, um, different holidays, just different cultural traditions and aspects that people have. And and um, I think my other favorite thing about this time of year is um, giving back. I remember I had a really hard time as a kid not um, telling people what I got them for Christmas. I remember multiple years, my mom very gently um, had to be like, well, if you give it to me now, what will you give to me Christmas morning? Um, you know, and, and so um, I've always really enjoyed seeing people look happy, hopefully, <laughs> when they get gifts. Um, and and so as I've gotten older, I've you know kind of kept on to that idea of like, oh, I really like this. Um, I like seeing other people happy, um, and I like giving. And so um, I thought, hey, I am gonna take a break for the holidays because as much as I love this this podcast, it's something I do on the side of my full time job, um, you know, and and I get to take a little bit of a, a break for that from that for the holidays, and um, sometimes it's nice to just give myself a full creative break. Um, and and I'll be honest, I actually do a podcast for my full time job too, so I'm a little excited to um, take a break from this one. I have a lot of editing to do for that one for next semester um it's called be the burrito if you're already in college specifically if you go to lssu you can give that a listen uh, it's got a lot of uh pointers about things on campus that you can do there to um get ahead once you're on a college campus but forget about that plug and let's focus on this one um i am going to be taking a holiday break and I will be back in early January, probably the second week of January. Um, and I'm going to be coming at you with a FAFSA focused episode. I know we already did one. Um, but I also know that there are a ton of you, um, who haven't done your FAFSA yet. And that's an issue that we're going to talk about in that episode. Um, but I'm really excited because in the spirit of giving, which as you all know, I really like, you can hear me getting pretty darn excited about it. Um, this episode doesn't really feature me talking so much as um, a couple organizations that I think are really amazing around Michigan. Um, they do great work with students and I think it's kind of cool because all three of these organizations um, help students out at different age levels. Um, and, and so this episode is going to be about them and how we as a community, we as a state, if you listen out of state, I found out from my Spotify rap that I have um, some folks who listen in other countries, um, which is super cool. So hello and shout out to all of you amazing people out there. Um, 
but you know, this is how, how we can kind of give back. And as much as I love these organizations and that's why I'm putting them in here because they have a special place in my heart. Um, it's important to remember that you can find different organizations like these, um, in your communities too. And, um, you know, Andrea from first issue fund, she'll say it later, but you know, sometimes volunteering is an amazing way to give back if you don't necessarily um, have the funds, but maybe you have a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon that you can donate, um, you know, to volunteer with an organization. And, and I think that's an amazing thing. So I'm going to quit talking um, and I'm going to let these folks share a little bit about um, all the amazing work they do and how we as a community can help them do that. All right, here they come. <laughs> uh, okay, so I am here with um, our first person to talk about their organization and all the amazing, wonderful things they do. Um, I'm here with my other mother, Carolyn McEntee, um, who is the director of the Great Star Collaborative of Sanilac County, and that is a county in the thumb of Michigan um, for folks who maybe don't know where Sanilac County is. Um, Carolyn, can you tell me a little bit about uh, Great Start and what you do for uh, your community? Well, first of all, hi, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, so as far as Great Start goes, Great Start was an initiative out of uh, Jennifer Granholm's office back in uh the mid 2000s mm-hmm. and basically what happened was uh, great start collaboratives were created all across Michigan so every county had us one and um, our purpose in these collaboratives is to assure that there is a coordinated system of community resources and supports to help all the Sanilac families provide a great start for their children from ages newborn through uh, the end of third grade. Hmm. Um, what are, uh, I guess, some of the services, because I'm sure it's different per county, but what are some of the services that you're able to provide in Santa Lake County? Well, you make a good point. In some of the bigger counties where they have more population, of course, mm-hmm. they get more funding. And so they yeah. have um, a greater list of resources. But okay. basically what we want to do is make sure that all of the needs of a young family are met because we know that uh, the research shows that families whose needs are met uh, are better parents and better parenting leads to um, better outcomes for our littles as they enter the kindergarten door they're more prepared to be successful so we try to make sure that all the best basic needs are met and that their health needs are met and that their social emotional health um, needs are addressed. Uh, we try to make sure that um, parents uh, understand that their role is the first teacher of a, of a child mm. and that they have leadership skills so that when they get to the school system, they can advocate for their child. Those kinds of things. That's awesome. That is wildly important. Um, you know, because I think sure. about looking at, you know, talking about college, you know, 12 years or so once they start kindergarten down in the future, all of that, everything leading up to, you know, um, getting through elementary, middle, and high school, and then going on to post secondary education, whether that's a certificate, you know, or beyond, 
all of that foundational stuff starts, you know, pre-K. Um, and so that is amazing work. Do you have any data to kind of share about um, any of your initiatives or kind of some of the things that you all do? Well, we know that uh, according to the 2017 data, that the percentage of people aged 25 years or older who mm-hmm. have graduated from college with a bachelor's degree or higher in Sinalac County mm-hmm. is only 13%. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the fourth smallest percentage for the uh, outlying counties in Michigan. Wow. With, uh, with a bachelor's degree or higher. Mm-hmm. So we really want to change that in Sanilac County. So we're working really hard to make sure that every child has the opportunity to experience a quality preschool um, in terms of at least by the age of four, mm-hmm. but hopefully thir- three and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that's important. There was a study done, uh, it's called the Perry Highscope Study of uh 2005 and the study found that out of the 123 adults involved in the study at the age of 40 the ones who attended a quality preschool program had higher earnings were more likely to hold a job and had committed fewer crimes and they were more likely to have graduated from high school than the adults who didn't have that preschool experience so it's really really important yeah you know it's it's i guess that idea always of the you know, the foundation matters. Um, and I know at my end, I've talked a lot about like your freshman year really matters, that that GPA matters. But looking further back, I mean, yeah, that preschool uh, really does matter. Because I think looking, you know, when I was in kindergarten, I, I like I knew how to read, but like other people didn't. And it wasn't really a big deal. But I have a friend who's a kindergarten teacher now, and they have to be able to read by the end of the year. And it's like, people are kind of surprised when, when students don't necessarily know how to read coming in at this point. And so it's, um, I think that I would imagine that preschool is probably like ridiculously important. Well, it is. And unfortunately, um, we're only able to extend the state and federally funded preschool slots to mm-hmm. about 20% of the kids who are the ages of three and four in San Lac County. Oh, whoa. So that leaves us, uh, you know, 80% that are struggling to find ways to educate those littles. And some can attend the tuition programs. Okay. But for uh, our community, that's kind of a struggle. If a family's making the choice between preschool experience for their child and um, paying their car insurance, most of the time they're going to decide on the car insurance and think, well, when Mm -hmm. they start school, they can catch up. Mm -hmm. But um, kids who start behind, the research shows, end up staying behind. Mm -hmm. So um, we really want to give every kid we can an opportunity to do that. And we have a really involved group of parents in our parent coalition for Mm -hmm. the Great Start who identified this gap um, it's the gap families like they live so that they make too much money to qualify for the free and reduced um, programs mm-hmm. but they don't make enough to support like I said making those choices between car insurance and um, tuition for preschool yeah. so they created the preschool scholarship so this preschool scholarship is um, funding that has been raised solely by parents and donations and so um, what we try to do is 
Uh, we take applications, and to date, I think we've had over 60 applicants come Whoa. through, and we have funded um, most of those, and in that time period, the parents have raised since its initiation back in, I think, 2009, mm-hmm. they've raised over $21,000 funds to um, support the cost of these preschool scholarships, and the scholarships are based on um, uh income and of course risk factors so Mm -hmm. if a family has some high risk factors in terms of you know like disabilities or transportation concerns Mm -hmm. or whatever that might be um the the sliding scale of the tuition uh or scholarship excuse me changes to from 20 to somewhere between 20 and 50 percent oh wow so for an average kid to attend preschool for the year is about two thousand five hundred dollars whoa so, yeah, that's a big chunk of change for a family, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we work really hard at trying to meet the needs of as many kids as we can, like I said. Um, and we only fund slots for programs that are at least a three-star or higher in the statewide uh, star rating system. So we know it's a quality program yeah. that we're funding. So, so how can people, you know, help and, and, and give a little and, and donate um, to that scholarship fund? You know, how can people get in contact with that? Well, we are on Facebook. We Perfect. are uh, Sanilac Great Start Collaborative on Facebook, and you can always contact me through messages on there. But you can also um, send a check directly to Great Start Collaborative of Sanilac at 46 North Jackson Street, in Sandusky, Michigan, and I think the zip code is 48471, and Perfect. if you have any questions, you can always call me at 810-648-2000, and I'm extension uh, 1841. Perfect. And if, folks, make sure that if, if you didn't catch that, rather than going back and listening to it like five times, you can find all that information down in the description. Um, I'll make sure that it's in there so that you can find it as well as a link to the Facebook page. So um, I'll make that a little easier for you folks. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, just what you were saying about the, the, the gap families and the tuition and stuff, I was like, wow, that correlates like perfectly with college and and um so it's it's kind of wild um to see just how important you know both aspects of that education are and yet how um it's just sometimes incredibly almost it feels impossible for for families absolutely but here's the thing the community can support them Mm -hmm. that this can happen there's a veritable mountain of evidence that shows that the return on every dollar invested in high quality pre-k programming is returned at a ratio of 16 to 1 there's this gentleman his name is art rolnick Mm -hmm. he was formerly the economist with the federal reserve bank of minneapolis and he's the one who came up with that data wow so you know it's pretty impressive sounds like a pretty pretty stellar guy (laughs) <laughs> stand up guy um but you know to think about it investment in human capital breeds economic success not only for those being educated but also for the overall community 
there's just there's um, in 1983 before 1983 wages of a co uh, worker sorry with an undergraduate degree exceeded a worker with a high school diploma by 40 percent mm-hmm. today that's upwards of 60 percent mm-hmm. and if you have an advanced degree it's over a hundred percent more than people who just have a um, a high school diploma so mm-hmm. we need to really work to make sure that our littles are ready and prepared to be successful students so they can make that decision when they reach that time in their lives. Absolutely. Um, This is amazing. Everyone, please, 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 um, you know, see what you can do and try and help out um, because this is a fantastic opportunity um, to get involved and help uh, little kids really, truly build those foundations that will help them be ready for college and, um, you know, if, if you want to get in contact with the Great Start in your county um, and maybe volunteer some some time in person, um, you can check that out, too. Uh, but make sure you check out uh, the Facebook page for Sanilac County and, and reach out and give Carolyn a shout out. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. It was a joy. Thank you, my little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're one of my first little. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. Um, I am here with another guest who's going to talk about a wonderful organization. Um, Andrea, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Andrea Macklin. I'm the executive director at First Day Shoe Fund. We're a nonprofit in Kalamazoo County, Michigan. Awesome. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about what First Day Shoe Fund does? First Day Shoe Fund provides a new pair of athletic shoes to elementary students, pre-K through fifth grade, who qualify for free or reduced lunch. And we cover most of the districts in Kalamazoo County. We are about a year or two away from covering the entire county. Um, and it was mm. it was started like 14 years ago. Just a, a volunteer who saw there was a need, and she started harassing her friends into collecting extra <laughs> shoes in their basement. And it grew into what it is today. That is amazing. Um, I know a couple years ago when I was in grad school in Kalamazoo, I got to attend um, some cool events, and it was it was truly amazing to see um, how many people were able to kind of show up and, um, you know, donate a pair of shoes, and um, can you tell us a little bit, like, about what the experience is like when you're actually at the schools handing out those shoes? Yeah, it's a true community event. We have, I'm the only staff member, so... It's all volunteers and donors mm. and sponsors that get together. And this last year, uh, we've, we've handed out about 4,300 pairs of shoes. Whoa. And so, yeah, it's a big number. Yeah. Uh, we, we go out into the schools, and, and I just did a distribution today, actually, our last one of the year. And we work with elementary students, so they're already, like, just excited about life. Mm-hmm. But when they get a new pair of shoes on, the first thing they want to do is run around the room or jump and, and like, kind of test them out. And so that energy is just really contagious. Our volunteers love working for distribution. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. So I mentioned I went to an event where we, we donated shoes, um, but I'm sure there's more that goes into it. So as we're heading into the holiday season and beyond, um, how can people help you and the First Day Shoe Fund help little kids, cute little kids? Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest way is honestly to donate. Um, if you can't, if you're not in Kalamazoo, you can't drop shoes off. Mm-hmm. We collect online donations, and honestly, we can get shoes a little cheaper than you maybe can at the store anyway. Mm. Um, so our website is firstdayshoefund.org. It's really easy to donate. We just updated our website this summer, and it's beautiful. Um, they did a great job with it. 
And other ways to participate is just to advocate. If it's if it's in your community or in Kalamazoo, there's probably kids in, in your area that need those help too, and they might not have a program like we do here in Kalamazoo County. So thinking about that as well. Um, or uh, check out our volunteer page on our website. We have options all year round. Sometimes it's a little less fun. Maybe we do an inventory, and it's, there's not as many cute kids there, but it's all necessary <laughs> work, and uh, we have a good time. That's awesome. Um, again, I think this is a really cool organization. I know when I first heard about it, it kind of blew my mind because I didn't even think, I mean, yeah, you have to take gym class and, you know, K through fifth or sixth grade even, you know, maybe sometimes even all the way up through eighth grade. And, um, you don't think about what that experience is like, you know, if, if, you know, like me, you're privileged enough to have different shoes or have gym shoes. Um, cause sometimes I know like if you forgot them, you couldn't participate. And so not being able to participate, um, I don't know, that would be a huge, a huge damper on that, that school experience. So this is so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to throw out to the college talk and hopefully beyond world? <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, it's been a little while since I was in college, but I, I will say that volunteering is a huge boost to your resume. I've been working now um, for a long time as a volunteer manager, um, kind of in some HR areas and now as an executive director. And it's, it's a really good tip. Like volunteer work on your resume is great. It doesn't have to be paid work just for it to be experienced. So mm-hmm. uh, get out there in your community and get those skills while you're giving back. Absolutely. And it feels good, you know, when, you, when you're done it at the end of the good. day. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, folks. Um, just as I did for Great Start, um, you can make sure that you um, check out the description below. We'll have their um, website address right on in there. So you can just click on that and uh, get to learn all about this awesome organization and learn about ways that you can help too. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thanks. Hey, I am here with our third guest of this podcast, and I'm going to let Joshua introduce himself and tell us a little bit about the All of the Above Hip Hop Academy. My name is Joshua Smith. I am a hip hop MC by way of Detroit. And All of the Above Hip Hop Academy was founded by a friend of mine, Jose Moore, in Lansing. And it is a nonprofit organization that mentors youth, supports artistic expression, and serves as a hip hop cultural resource. And the way this works is we, myself and some other artists, uh, both in the performing arts like rapping, poetry, spoken word, and those who are proficient in like dance and graffiti, we kind of use our talents to teach classes with um, young students throughout the school system and high school. Uh, we, we work with students in the, the last school district and different schools, kind of a way to help them establish their own narratives and expand their capacity to create. That sounds awesome. Um, so in, in terms of like student, I guess, age groups, what would you say would be like the, the big ones that, um, all the above kind of kind of hits a lot. You said like high school. Um, do you do stuff with like younger kids? Or is it primarily high school? Um, twelve to eighteen. Our dance classes like break dancing mm. and hip hop dance tend to be a little bit younger mm-hmm. because there's not as much to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, fundamentally, um, linguistically, we find that a lot of the work we've done with teenagers kind of suits what we do 
with teaching them how to write and record music, but um, we also are, are always up for the challenge of trying to work with younger students and integrate them in the hip-hop culture in their community at a younger age. That's amazing. Um, and so you said that uh, both there's the lyrical component, but then also like the writing of music and the recording of music. Um, do you teach students how to do the recording side of everything as well? Absolutely. I know that I, I worked with my friend, James, James Garden, who's an awesome artist himself. And we did courses at Burton Middle School in Grand Rapids where he brought in a microphone a preamp and had a recording software and taught the kids how to use the software. And actually when we created the instrumental for the kids to rap over, he would work with them to pick out sounds and then kind of sequence the instrument instrumental themselves, which, you know, we can do a lot of the heaviest lifting with Mm -hmm. that, but giving students that type of input gives them so much pride because we're not just saying, Oh, do you like that? Well, I'll throw it in and do it myself. He's Mm -hmm. actually working with the kids to like press the buttons and establish a tempo, establish a rhythm. But because he knows how to do that quick and fast, it's like putting them in the the driver's seat of a car. And that, you know, isn't necessarily like, you know, you you still have to drive it. You still have to get to your destination, but you, you already, all the hard parts are already worked out. That's awesome. Um, so it sounds like, you know, you guys kind of do a lot and you cover a lot of ground. Um, are there like ways that you are all kind of like looking for help, um, whether that's from like the Lansing community or like the wider community in terms of like the state of Michigan? Um, what are some ways that, that folks can help? Right now, we're definitely our philosophy is that spreading the words helps us spread our reach. Mm. So um, I know that with my current role as part of the Michigan College Access Network, Mm -hmm. I've been able to kind of integrate those workshops into certain conferences that we, you know, frequent as Mm -hmm. members of that community. And so that gets schools thinking, can I do this with my students in my high school? Mm -hmm. And then kind of that's a, a great way of paying for our actual academy and like the work that we do just kind of getting the word out there and encouraging more places to do the work themselves mm-hmm. but definitely in terms of w- what we're doing centralized in Lansing um just if if there are any families or schools that have students who are interested in that type of um and making that type of music to let them know about our organization and then attend classes. We're really in the recruitment phase of wanting to work with a lot of different talented young people out there who are searching for a place to kind of hone their craft or if they've loved rap or hip hop their entire life or dance, especially like break dancing and want to learn more than to have the ability to have a place where they can do that. And right now we, have classes set up at the Lansing Public Media Center. So we have a space that's open for those young students who want to take part in that. So just getting the word out. And if you know any students or if anybody has kids who might be interested in the cinema way. That sounds awesome. Um, And so like, I know, um, just because of where I've served a lot of I hope, I assume, the student population would be kind of um, on the West Coast and the East Coast. Um, are there any ways that, like, students can kind of get involved online um, and, and kind of see what this program is doing? 
Uh, we do have our website, all of the above. Dot, oh, um, make sure I have all of the above hiphop.org is our website. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way for them to see some of the courses and curriculum that we do offer. But also, I think that is a great idea to think about how can we digitally reach some of the students who aren't quite in an area close to us. Mm -hmm. So we've had ideas of doing maybe digital panels or webinars where we can talk about certain facets of hip hop and, you know, have those recordings available. I think it's great kind of like how there's an abundance of YouTube videos that show with music production, Mm -hmm. the basics, Mm -hmm. and then get kind of like into a more, um, advanced curriculum as as the videos go on something like that would be great to be able to share our expertise with yeah. um you know students in detroit or in cities that are a little bit further away from lansing but also possibly help ignite those students in those states excuse me those students in those cities to look into doing the work themselves mm-hmm. we really since we're such um, community activists our goal is really to see the culture and community kind of replicate itself and, and mm-hmm. further its reach so even if it, um we're giving students the ability to start something like that amongst mm-hmm. their friends or um artists who are around the state who have the ability to get back to the community in a way that's salient and giving them face time with the next generation of budding artists, we hope that there's that positive effect that comes from it as well. That's awesome. Um, do you have anything else that you want to share about the All of the Above Hip Hop Academy? We just had our Below the Stacks Festival where we were actually partnering with the city of Lansing. Mm. I think there were 12 murals. Um, if anyone on the team, if I have misrepresented that number, I'm sorry, but I know it was at least a dozen um, sites around the city of Lansing mm-hmm. and artists were commissioned to do murals nice. um, that represent different types of like hip hop and black culture. And um, that was really awesome. There was a lot of support from the community. Yeah. Some And, our hope is that we can continue to do more festivals like that to bring more culture and that imbued with that kind of like hip hop energy mm-hmm. to the mid Lansing area. So, excuse me, mid Michigan area outside of Lansing. So, I'm really looking forward to another great year being a part of the AOTA family and especially with what we're trying to do, talking about hip-hop and pairing it with college access because we have a lot of young students who we're trying to pave that road for them to mm-hmm. go to college and you know working with those who have as andre 2001 at the source awards they got something to say mm-hmm. and i don't think that they're being heard the way that they want to be so to give them that that um platform i want to see i want to reach more students with that and work with more organizations that are looking into that as a way of helping students in a very unique form of like college readiness like there's so much that goes into that that can help get a student ready for college the public speaking um aspect of it linguistics but Mm -hmm. also confidence building and also the fact that there are plenty of colleges who have those kind of resources on their campuses, like mm-hmm. Wil- Wil- excuse me, Wilberforce University as an HBCU has um, 
a recording studio on campus and students don't know about that and Mm -hmm. so I want to kind of continue to have that conversation in spaces where people aren't necessarily putting the two together about how hip-hop and college readiness can work in the same vein so I'm excited about that yeah that's awesome um I was creeping on your website a little bit and I saw there are some cool events coming up um so check out their website like i have done for everyone else it's going to be right below in the description so you can just click on it and and go there um and it looks like those are going to be some cool shows where you can go and and really support some young budding artists and get to see how cool this organization is um joshua thank you so much for for coming on and and giving us your time and talking about um all the above hip-hop academy um yeah thank you and thank you for having me love the podcast keep up the great work thank you so as you could hear from from those three conversations um that i mean that is just like a grain of sand in the nonprofit organizations who could use um your time energy um any resources that you feel like you can you can spare to give even if that means like going and watching um a show that some of these students are doing or checking out some of the murals that have been done um around please 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 um give what you can uh, even if that is, you know, a thank you, um, it would mean a lot to me and I'm sure it would mean a lot to these organizations and, um, the, the kids and the students that they really impact. Um, if, if you want to get in contact with some other organizations, but you're not sure where to start, um, reaching out and talking to your local community centers, um, talking to folks at the local schools because they might be involved or might know something, um, or just kind of Googling nonprofit or volunteer opportunities around me. Um, those are all a lot of really, really great ways to kind of get started. Um, and if, if you feel like you want to go bigger, um, you can always check out, um, some organizations that have, you know, national level, um, things as well. So thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. Um, whatever holiday that you celebrate, um, this season, I hope it is filled, um, with love and laughter and reflection, um, you know, and if this holiday season's kind of hard for you, um, please, please, please feel free to shoot me an email at podcastcollegetalk at gmail.com and, um, you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, so please enjoy your holidays and as always, it was so great chatting with you here on Get ready. College Talk. Get ready.